0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the HTO channel. Welcome back if you are returning. Welcome if this is your first time here. Big thumbs up to both of you. Um, Today, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 40, 45 remember we are on that Bible plan called the full story you can find that at bible.com you follow along with your pace your own pace and the pattern is to go ahead and read one day study the next read one day study the next and then you check back in on this channel periodically just to see what specific chapters I have highlighted so with that said let's go ahead and just jump right in We first are encouraged to set the atmosphere. Go ahead and grab your favorite house shoes, slippers, you know, burn your favorite candle. um, Put all your devices on silent if they're distracting to you. But all those other devices that you can use, your Android, your pencils, your iPad, highlighter, whatever you need to do. Why do we do this? So that we can set the atmosphere and it's a time where we actually look forward to communing with God. Now, as usual, we also need to remind ourselves why do we do what we do? You know, you hear things like, you know, the Bible is it relevant anymore? Well, you know, I beg to differ. The Bible is still relevant, okay? And so on. Take a note of, of this if you haven't heard this acronym, but it's B I B L E, which stands for Basic Instructions for Biblical Living. How how long? How often? every day so that's what the bible is to us it's basic instructions you know so that we can do this life well so that we can walk with the father the son the holy spirit in victory so we're also going to take a look at second timothy three it will show us and remind us the importance of why it is important to read god's word So we can follow along. Again, I'm using the Amplified Classic Edition. And so we're going to look at why we do what we do. And so it reads in 2 Timothy 3, verse 14. But as for you, continue to hold to the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced, knowing from whom you learned them. And how from your childhood you have had a knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Christ. So that alone is power enough to show us, it powerful, I mean, to say, hey, we have to, we need to, especially in these days and times, to read our word. Let me read that again. It says, writings which are able to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Through the leaning of the entire human personality, on God in Christ Jesus, an absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom, and his goodness. Here it is. Every scripture is God breathed, given by his inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness and holy living in conformity to God's will in thought, purpose, and action. So that, here's the why, the man or woman of God may be complete and proficient, well-fitted and thoroughly equipped, For every good work. So that is why we read the Bible. It is important for us to remind ourselves, then that way we won't fall in this ritualistic um, routine, but that we're reminded that this is purposeful. There's a reason that God has left his holy word to instruct us on how to live in his kingdom so before we read let's invite the holy spirit to come in and be our master teacher let's agree together that he will reveal his truth give us insight and revelation it says any two on earth touching and agreeing so we don't have to physically touch but we can come into agreement that god will reveal truth unto us so let's invite him in during this time of studying together studying his word so pray with me come on heavenly father we thank you for being yahweh in our lives lord you are the god who looks over us you are the god who cares for us You are the God that offers your love, compassion, kindness, mercy, and grace. And for that today, we just want to say thank you, God. God, as we embark on this Bible study together, we know that the carnal mind cannot receive anything from you. So help us to receive your word and may it be sown deep within us. Renew our minds, God show us your truth god so that we can walk in this kingdom and have goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our lives so we thank you father in advance for what you're gonna do for us today in the name of your son jesus christ we pray amen And so here's one of my favorite parts and that's our opportunity to just look at those additional names. You know, we call him God. We call him father. We call him almighty. But when we can take his specific names that are revealed in his word, we can apply those names to our lives and our situations and our circumstances. So this week and for the next few weeks, I want you to focus on Yahweh Nisi. Yahweh Nisi. This is a time with Moses. And so you can look at this on so going to Take a look at what is Jehovah or Yahweh Nisi. And you can find this on gotquestions.org. So just follow along with me. Yahweh Nisi more properly. Again, you can interchange those. I'm going to say Yahweh means the Lord is our banner in Hebrew. The name Jehovah Nisi or Yahweh Nisi appears only once in the Bible, in Exodus seventeen fifteen. Moses, after the children of Israel defeated the Amalekites, built an altar and named it Yahweh Nisi. The background of the name Yahweh Nisi involves the Israelites wandering in the desert after leaving their bondage in Egypt. Along the way, they were attacked by the Amalekites, a powerful and warlike group of nomads. As the battle commenced, Moses stood on the top of a hill where he could see the armies below him. He held his hand in his hand, the rod of God, the same rod with which he had struck a rock to bring forth water for the people in the desert. The battle was an unusual one. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning but whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. As Moses' arms grew weary, they had to be supported by his brother Aaron and a man named Hur. At sunset, Israel defeated the Amalekites. After the battle, Moses built an altar and named it Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. The strange way in which the battle was won left no doubt as to who was responsible for the victory only as the rod of God was held aloft did the Israelites prevail. The battle was not won by military might or superior battle plans. It was won by the power of God. The battle is the Lord's. So today for us, that's a great asset to know not only that I can refer, we can refer to him as God and father and all of that and lord but then when we can attach that modifier and say you're not just yahweh but you're yahweh nisi so as you go forward this week remind yourself that yahweh nisi the lord is your banner is over you he's over your life so again you can find this on godquestions.org sow it deep within your spirit yahweh nisi is with you he will never leave nor forsake you the battle. So if you're ready to jump right in, we are going to first listen to it. It's always good to just go through and get acquainted with the chapter. Remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And then right after that, we can dive right into studying and looking at how we can apply this word found in Genesis 45.
1: We will be reading Genesis 45 in the Amplified Version. Joseph provides for his brothers and family. Then Joseph could not restrain himself any longer before all those who stood by him. And he called out, cause every man to go out from me. So no one stood there with Joseph while he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept and sobbed aloud and the Egyptians who had just left him, heard it, and the household of Pharaoh heard about it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And his brothers could not reply, for they were distressingly disturbed and dismayed at the startling realization that they were in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Come near to me, I pray you, And they did so. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not be distressed and disheartened or vexed and angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land and there are still five years more in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a posterity and to continue a remnant on the earth to save your lives by a great escape and save for many survivors. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and tell him, your son Joseph says this to you, God has put me in charge of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You will live in the land of Goshen and you will be close to me, you and your children and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. And there I will sustain and provide for you So that you and your household and all that are yours may not come to poverty and want, for there are yet five more years of the scarcity, hunger and starvation of famine. Now notice your own eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin can see that I am talking to you personally in your language and not through an interpreter. And you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen. And you shall hurry and bring my father down here. And he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept on his neck. Moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them. And after that, his brothers conversed with him. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, that Joseph's brothers had come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers this, lower your animals and return to the land of Canaan, and get your father and your households and come to me, and I will give you the best in the land of Egypt, and you will live on the fat of the land. You therefore command them, saying, You do this, Take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, do not look with regret or concern upon your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons as the order of Pharaoh permitted and gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them, he gave changes of raiment But to Benjamin, he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. And to his father, he sent as follows. Ten donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt and ten she donkeys laden with grain, bread and nourishing food and provision for his father to supply all who were with him on the way. So he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said to them. See that you do not disagree. Get excited. Quarrel along the road. So they went up out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. And they said to him, Joseph is still alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart began to stop beating and he almost fainted for he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons, which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father revived and warmth and life returned. And Israel said, it is enough. Joseph, my son is still alive. I will go and see him before I die.
0: And so here we are in Genesis 45. Now remember that it doesn't matter where you are. You might be much further along. I know some people who are Further along than I am. Um, but that makes my point that you do this how you need to. Um, with life circumstances, what I usually do is if there is a day where I need to address a specific issue in my life, I might do a topical Bible study. And so I might not go through, you know, going according to schedule, but then I'll go get back on schedule. So again, remember life happens, our circumstances are different. Um, if you're ahead or if you're behind it doesn't matter okay so we just check back periodically so let's just start with Genesis 45 We're gonna look at these the relationships, you know. What has happened with these relationships between Joseph and his brother, and Joseph, Joseph and his father, you know, he's been through a lot, he's been thrown in a pit. You know, he has to deal with Potiphar and her foolish Potiphar's wife, I'm sorry, and her foolishness. You know, he's dealt with the butler and the baker and just all this stuff. And so now we find him in Genesis 45. He's been promoted to the number two dude in the this whole situation. So let's just jump right in. Genesis 45, 1, then Joseph could not restrain himself any longer before all those who stood by him. And he called out, Cause every man to go out from me. So no one stood there with Joseph while he made himself known to his brothers. So you can highlight that in your Bible. And as you go along, just stop and pause and highlight and pause this video whenever you need to. So Genesis 45, two, and he wept and sobbed aloud. And the Egyptians who had just left him heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard about it. Now I want to stop there because you could actually take a note. You know, that's really important that here we see um one of our old um patriarchs of the faith, you know, he's showing emotion. He's not trying to tough it. He's not trying to rough it out. He's saying, "Look, I'm upset, I have reason, and he allows those emotions to flow. And so that's a good teaching point for all of us that, you know, there are times in your life that don't hold it in. You know, God is a God who catches every tear. And so we see that example in Joseph. So if you want to go ahead and highlight that, go ahead. Let's continue with verse three. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? And his brothers could not reply, for they were distressingly disturbed and dismayed at the startling realization that they were in his presence. So again, I'm using the Amplified Classic Version, nineteen, uh, I believe 1995. And so you might not have those words in your Bible. So in other words, to paraphrase this, you know, Joseph's brothers, they're freaking out. They're going, oh my gosh. <laughs> What happened with, you know, we traded him out. What happened to him? How is this Joseph talking to us? So let's just see what happens. So in verse four, and Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, I pray you. And they did so. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. So he lets them. uh, recognize that he is his brother you know I would think if I were to ad lib here I'm wondering did he have a little attitude because we see this exclamation point so verse five but now do not be distressed and disheartened or vexed and angry with yourselves because you sold me here for God sent me ahead of you to preserve life oh my gosh if that's not a life lesson you know, he could have went any kind of way, Joseph here, but he's, he's literally calming his brothers down, the same brothers that have thrown him into the pit. And so you can highlight that. And if you want to sh- actually share this note, I wrote, notice the kindness of Joseph even after being betrayed by his brothers. And so, you know, we can have that in common with Joseph as well, that there are times in our lives, you know, all of us, um, not all of us, I won't speak for all of us, but there are times in your life where you have to deal with betrayal. And the biggest thing is, you know, how do I handle it? God helped me to handle it how do i go through this and so we have a good example this is where the bible helps us out where we can see in joseph where he had every reason to catch an attitude but he doesn't you know he's actually calming his brothers down so verse six for these two years the famine has been in the land and there are still five years more in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest Verse seven, God sent me before you to preserve for you a posterity and to continue a remnant on the earth, come on, to save your lives by a great escape and save for you many survivors. So let's see what that word posterity means. We'll just take a look here. Anytime you're reading along, you can have your dictionary alongside of you. Here is a plug. Um, I'm not doing an ad for them or anything But they're one of the great uh, Bible apps that I love to use is e sword And so that's what I'm using now And so I don't have to go outside of the app to define it I can actually look right within the app and I can search the web So if I want to know what posterity means I just click on that and it says all future generations of people so here or the descendants of a person so joseph is saying look you know i know what you did to me but god was involved in this you know i'm i'm here for a reason i'm here because i'm going to preserve our future generations despite this famine So verse eight, so now it was not you who sent me here. That's where he says, but God, come on. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and ruler of all the land of Egypt. So, you know, Joseph has an opportunity to put a plug in here and say, you know, y'all thought y'all got me, but not only was I sent here by God, but I'm, I'm, I'm a ruler. I'm second in line to Pharaoh. So, you know, don't think that you got over on me. I have come out on the bright side on all of this. So here's another note, again, highlights. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. So we can see the favor of God over Joseph's life. And he's able to demonstrate how circumstances come on, can turn around for your benefit, even when it seems or appears, come on, that you have been defeated. So we can learn that from Joseph. And again, if you want to pause that screenshot or write that note down in your journal, verse nine, hurry and go up to my father and tell him your son, Joseph says this to you. God has put me in charge of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. So you got to remember, you know, Joseph and Jacob had a tight relationship. So, of course, this is natural for him to tell his brothers, look, go get my father. You know, it's been too long. I'm ready to see him. Don't delay. Verse 10. You will live in the land of Goshen. He's talking to his brothers. And you will be close to me you and your children and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. So not only is he saying, Hey, you know, don't be um, distressed. I'm in charge. God sent me here was part of the plan. He's saying a matter of fact, I'm allow you to, to dwell in the land of Goshen, that good land. And he wants to he seeks to bring those relationships near. I mean that's rough if you think about it now. He't been betrayed. I know a many a person, a many a person. Uh, Many a person may not have responded the way Joseph is responding in this situation. Verse 11, and there I will sustain and provide for you so that you and your household and all that are yours may not come to poverty and want for there are yet five more years of, in brackets, the scarcity, the hunger, the starvation of, or in other words, famine so not only he's going the extra mile so when we hear that scripture bless your enemies those who also persecute you and despitefully use you here's our example and again you know we have to progress some people just have this gift you know you might have to progress you might have to process to to that because if you'll remember in the previous chapters now joseph didn't just end up here You know there was a he did some little trickery things putting money back in their bag through Simeon in jail you know tells them hey bring back Benjamin so there's a process it's not like he was betrayed and oh you know I'm good I'm ready to bring you to Goshen we can hang out and go to Starbucks he's not you know it was a process in between so why do I say that if you found yourself you know betrayed or um, a relationship gone left Right. You give yourself some time and time for God to help you process through that emotion. Let's continue. Verse 12. Now notice your own eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin can see that I'm talking to you personally in your language and not through an interpreter. Now, at one point in time before this, when he was faking his brothers out, He was using an interpreter so that the, the brothers wouldn't know, you know, that he was from the same area or related to him in any kind of way. So now he's saying, look, I'm not using an interpreter. I'm speaking to you in our language. So you should recognize that I am your brother. Verse 13, and you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. Verse 14, and he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and Benjamin wept on his neck. Because remember, these are the two sons of Rachel all the other brothers are have different mothers either leah is their mother or uh, their servants okay so verse 15 moreover he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them and after that his brothers conversed with him so again we see you know god is in the business of restoring relationships by this time Joseph has processed through the hurt. And I'll say that again. He's processed through the hurt. And so now he is at a place where he can kiss and weep upon him and converse with his brothers. You know, sometimes we give ourselves a bad rap. I've made up a new word called scriptural lies. And not to say this in the wrong way, because I believe that the word of God is powerful and is sharper than a two edged sword. But in addition to the word of god there are some practical steps that we have to take if we want restoration in our relationships we just can't quote scriptures we have to apply the very scriptures that god shows us so let's go on verse 16 when the report was heard in pharaoh's house that joseph's brother had come It pleased Pharaoh and his servants well that actually tickles me here because it's like hey the word on the street is Joseph's brothers is at the crib okay that's a little ebonics for y'all but yeah you know so it's in the community people are like talking about this so verse 17 and Pharaoh said to Joseph tell your brothers this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and get your father and your households and come to me. And I, this is Pharaoh now telling him to tell Joseph to tell his brothers, and I will give you the best in the land of Egypt and you will live on the fat of the land. So let's uh, go ahead and highlight that. In your Bible, pause if you have some additional revelation, but let's see a note. We serve the God of recompense. Come on. Um, God will always take care of those he loves. Now let's look at a cross-reference to that in Ruth chapter 2, verse 12 the Lord recompense you for what you have done and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Come on now. So not only do, do will Joseph end up being recompensed by what uh, he has gone through, his brothers end up you know sometimes you benefit from who you know you know so pharaoh's like hey i know the quality of the type of person that joseph is all you got to do is say the word and i'm gonna hook up his family too right so you just see god working in the midst of not only joseph's life life but in the lives of his brother because although it's not necessarily Just favor. This is a good example of mercy. God did not have to allow his brothers to benefit from the favor of Joseph. Verse 19, you therefore command them saying, you do this, take wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, do not look with regret or concern upon your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So Pharaoh's like, I am hooking y'all up and I'm not just going to allow you to come to Egypt. I'm going to allow you to dwell in the best of the land in Goshen. Verse 21. And the sons of Israel did so. You know they were. They weren't going to procrastinate on that one. They're like, shoot, load it up. Let's go. And Joseph gave them wagons as the order of Pharaoh permitted and gave them provisions for the journey. So now they're heading back to their father. To each of them, he gave changes of raiment, but to Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of raiment. So here, go ahead if you'd like and highlight that in your Bible. Let's see. Let's get this going. Let's highlight that because let's just think about it for a second. You know why? Notice that Benjamin again. You know he's getting this favor because the the writer Moses of Genesis is is making a point to say, hey, Benjamin received more. You know by by exactly his relationship with Joseph. You know being his only the brother of Rachel and the brother of um Joseph. I'm sorry, Jacob. Okay. So verse 23, and to his father, he sent as follows 10 donkeys loaded with the good things of Egypt and 10 she donkeys laden with grain, bread and nourishing food and provision for his father to supply all who were with him on the way. You know, that kind of gives us a connection there that, you know, everybody's benefiting just from being related to Joseph. So what does that bring us to? You can write this in your journal. Divine connections are everything. You know, try not to cut off your divine connections because sometimes your favor is coming through who you know. So that's just a little side note. All right, continue verse 24. So he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said to them, see that you do not disagree. Get excited, quarrel along the road. So now Joseph is like the life coach. And he's saying, You know, I know how y'all are. Y'all got y'all 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 can be messy. Y'all threw me in the pit. I haven't forgotten. So he's saying, you know, let me tell y'all something. You you're on your way, but I wanna hear that you have been fighting and arguing. So again, Joseph is serving as a good example. No wonder why he's second in charge. So verse twenty five, so they went up Out of Egypt and came into the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. And they said to him, Joseph is still alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart began to stop beating, not literally. (laughs) And he almost fainted for he did not believe them. Now verse 27. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, which he had said to them, and when he saw the wagons which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob their father revived, and warmth and life returned. So it's almost like the peace of God came over him after hearing this news. Last verse, and Israel said, remember that's another name for Jacob, Israel said, it is enough. Joseph my son is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. So with this, you'll have a chance to reflect, but take a moment and jot down some answers to questions that you might have or that you're thinking of. Reflect on any relationships that you've had Think about what life lessons that you could take from this story and apply them to your own life. So again, this is Genesis 45 and the Amplified Classic Edition translation. I hope you were blessed by it. And let's just keep pressing on. Keep pressing on with your plan, doing what you know how to do best. And that is to be a a man or woman of God that studies his word. Blessings. So here we get an opportunity to pause and reflect and think back on what we read. You know, there are a lot of things going on in this chapter. We're having an opportunity to look at family relationships and reconciliation and forgiveness. So there are a lot of things that are that's involved in this chapter that we can look at and apply today. So, let's just take a minute and think about some things. And this is a good time to journal your response. Um, sometimes I even like to just take out my phone and do a voice memo if I have some thoughts so here's what I want you to think about do you freely show your emotion emotions or do you struggle um, have you had relational conflict and how do you handle it is there anything you would have done Differently, you know, looking back on any of that relational conflict, is there anything you would have done differently? Would you have asked God to help you in a different way so that you would have a different outcome? Um, What relationship or plural relationships is God calling you to reconcile or possibly let go? Sometimes, you know, in the case of Joseph, that wasn't the case, there was a reconciliation. But then there are times in life where sometimes we are in relationships that God has not ordained and he may be calling us to let them go. Um, Additionally, do you find it difficult to be good to people who wronged you? Um, You could see that in this chapter, you know, all the things that Joseph did. Now, remember, there was a process, you know, he did some shady things in there. But overall, do you find it difficult? to be good to people who have wronged you? And if so, have you asked the Holy Spirit to help you in that area? Um, Lastly, when reflecting on your relationships, what personal character trait or habit do you need to work on? You know, and it didn't have to be a negative trait. It could be, you know, I need to um, talk more. Or I need to talk less or I need to listen more or um, anything that the Holy Spirit is prodding you to make that change. So again, we use the Bible um, because it's relevant for our everyday biblical living. And so this is just a moment for you to just pause and think about it and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. So here's a process that I talked about before in a previous video, and it's called Lectio Divina. It's just something that I like to do to engage the scripture when I have extra time or it's something you can do like every day. Um, and so if you want to read up about it, you can scan this QR code and it will take you to a website. Just take one of your additional devices and scan it. And then you can do a quick brief read on what this process is, but I will model it for you. And all it is, is just remember RMPC. That's you read the scripture, read maybe a verse or, you know, I usually like to only do one verse, but sometimes I might do more than that. But you read that scripture first. Then you meditate on the scripture, just a quiet meditation to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through his word. And then you can pray that scripture back. And then your last step is to contemplate on what you've actually read. So I'm going to uh, take a look at this in Acts chapter 7, verse 9 and it reads it's related to Joseph but notice it is not from our reading because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph they sold him as a slave into Egypt but God was with him and so with that we just are we move into the next step and we just meditate on that you know when you meditate you know you thinking it over um, it's like a sea lot, a divine pause. Um, to, and when I notice, and I, when the, one of the things I notice in the scriptures is, you know, here we have, we have jealousy. You know, what happens when jealousy is in the relationships? Um, and then look at that where it says, but God was with him. You know, you can just sit back in your easy chair or recliner and just think about just those words, but God was with him. And then you can take that same scripture and pray it back. And so here's an example, Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, that as I've read in Genesis and in your Old Testament, that I see how you are with the people that you love, you're with your children, God. And so just like you were with Joseph, God, I know that you are with me, God, I I give you praise for it. I give you praise because you said that you are Emmanuel and you would be God, you would be with us, you would be in the midst of us. And so I thank you for that, God. And so you can see how, again, you just pray the scripture back And then your last step, again, is just to contemplate it. Think it over. You know, how is this um, relevant to you today to know that just like God was with Joseph, so shall he be with you. So that's Lectio Divina. Again, it's just a practice. You can scan that QR code to read up uh, on it, but it's just a way to engage the scripture beyond just reading it for the first time so if you're joining for the first time this is just a review of which plan we are using you can visit bible.com and once you actually go or visit that web page you will land on this page where you'll see home read plans and videos and so if you click on plans you'll see two areas where it will read by plans or discover and so you just go ahead and click where it says discover and we're gonna call this well this one is called the full story And if you scroll down to the bottom, you should see it. It'll say the full story from the beginning to the amen. Click on that. That's 365 days. Here's the description. It is a chronological uh, Bible reading plan. And then you will get a psalm or story from the life of Jesus Christ every day. So let's just click here. And you'll find where it says to the right, start this plan. If you click start this plan you'll begin you'll actually jump right in you can select with friends or by myself i'm going to just for sake of time just put um by myself but i do encourage you to you know you could even create a group with this where you're reading together and then you all can periodically come back to the channel and then just have like your own bible study so just be um, creative. So we have already started. But again, if you have not started yet, you could start with um, day one and just jump in from there. Um, I believe my p- tracking right now is let's see here. We just went over Genesis 30. Let's see if we can find it here. Oops. Okay. Probably going back one 11 probably nine, right? So um, day nine is is this video. So remember the pattern is that, remember we're not in a race, but the pattern is you read one day. So let's say you were starting the day and you were at this area, you would read your devotional, read Genesis 29, Genesis 30, 31, and Psalm nine. But now the plan says, okay, on the next day, go to the next section, but that's not how we're doing it. We're actually on the next day, we are going to go back to this same reading plan on day nine so that you have a day of reading and then you have a day of studying and then it just goes back and forth. And depending upon what translation you select, you can even have it read it to you. So you see that the devotional's there and then if you write arrow, Pick your translation. I usually use, I might use CSB. You know, you'll know on the video which translation I'm actually going to use that day. But um, so you just read through. And again, you read through all your chapters and then the next day you go back um, because if, you know, it's just very difficult to really grasp the stories when we're just, you know, racing through. And honestly, if you need to take a third day, you take a third day and go through whatever you need to do to make sure that you're understanding and you're grabbing hold to the information. So I hope that helps you. You know, this is a good resource. Again, this is bible.com. You have the Bible, you have reading plans, you have videos, and they also have this available on the iOS store and the Android Google Play store. So I hope that helps. so if you are listening to this for the first time and you are not saved this is your invitation your salvation invitation based on romans 10 9 through 13 and so right now you can just repeat after me if you want to invite the holy spirit you feel that unctioning and movement to just enter into his kingdom today and so it says if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth so all you have to do is just acknowledge jesus christ and you can repeat this after me father i I believe that you sent your son Jesus Christ in the flesh to this earth to die for my sins. Father, I believe that you raised him from the grave, that he was raised with resurrection Power, with all authority, with all power, with all majesty. God, you said in your word that all I have to do is believe in my heart. And with that, I am justified, which means I'm freed from the guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. God, you said that whoever believes in him, whoever adheres to trusts in relies on him will not be disappointed. So today, God, that's me. God, thank you for accepting me. Thank you, God, that there's no distinction between me or Jew or Gentile God that your Lord over all of us I receive you into my life God I'm confessing that with my mouth I believe it with my heart and so I receive everything that you've ordained for my life from this day forth thank you God for dying on my behalf and giving me eternal life is your great gift these things I pray in Jesus name amen so if you've received that and made that statement get yourself connected with a, a local church or an online church that you can continue to grow you can continue to check this channel so that you can learn and grow in God's word so again the angels are rejoicing over you but don't forget that step you've received now you have to grow connect with your local body or an e-campus somewhere where you can continue to grow in God and mature in Christ again welcome and congratulate Congratulations. Let us remember Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it for then we will make our way prosperous and then we will have good success and so we wrap up this with the blessing and a high praise for God for he truly is worthy and we thank him for the mighty blessing and so may Yahweh bless you and watch over you may Yahweh smile on you and be kind to you may Yahweh look on you with favor and give you peace just lift up a hallelujah and we praise him. We give him all the praise because he is worthy to be praised. And so I hope as you have went through this Bible study, and you see how good God is, that it's just easy for you to lift up your hands and just thank him for how good he has been to us. So again, don't neglect it. Don't let the rocks crowd on your behalf. Go ahead and praise him right now where you are. We thank you, Father, for who you are. We give you a hallelujah and a praise.